over the rainbow Birds fly Something, something, why do 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 um, In fact, oh, hello everyone. Hello to everybody listening in the wild. Have I even put these out in the wild? I've not, I've not put, I've got a back catalogue. All of a sudden there'll be just too many out in the wild. The amount of tedium that I'm pumping out into the universe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry a lot of the time. Um, and also, hello, Big Wave, if you're watching on Patreon. Or if you're listening on Patreon as well, because I do put out a video and the audio. Because I'm a workhorse. I do a lot. <laughs> Speak it right. Okay, slow it down. This is the problem, right? When a podcast starts, or anything starts, a conversation with someone, I go to a pub and have me first. I've got a build-up of, like, all these things I want to say, and, like, they are like, Ugh! It's 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 too much sometimes, so let's just have a sip of my coffee out of my little out of my mug that my daughter drew when she was about three or four. Went to one of them pottery places, and uh, she coloured that in. And this is why it's my favourite cup, the Ed. I've made notes. Don't worry about that. Don't you worry about that. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all well out there. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy times we're living in, mate, and I feel crazy myself. I do. There's a crazy energy in the world, isn't there, do you think? I hope you're all all right <laughs> out there in this crazy-vibed world. I just think, like, it's just been too much, hasn't it, with pandemic, then the war, the rising uh, house prices. Will Smith... Chinning Chris Rock, which how do I know about that? How do I know about that? That is just not my world, is it? It's not my world, and I, yeah, I know about it because it's everywhere you look, it's there. And so I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to watch this, aren't I? And do you know all I think about it, mate? Because here's my hot take on it. Because I guess no one gives a shit what I think, but I'll tell you what I think, mate, is that. The Hollywood juggernaut is crumbling. And Hollywood itself is just an embarrassing, egotistical shit tip. It's fucked. (laughs) Sorry, but it is. It feels like it's just... And what they're all doing, just giving each other awards for pretending to be other people in films. Like, get over yourselves. It's crumbling. Someone could just pick up the phone and be like on TikTok and and have more respect and more views than fucking Hollywood these days, I think. It's just, it's insane. It's insane, the prestige prestige that they have. And the wheels are coming off for for it, I think. And also, why didn't Chris Rock just fucking rugby tack after... If you'd done that and you'd made a joke and then someone just comes and slaps you around grill... I'm sorry, but as Will Smith was going back to his seat, I would have just sprinted and just rugby tackled him, took his legs, lifted him up, put him on his ass, and then just a series of ground and pound techniques until I get pulled off him. I don't care if you were the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mate. You're going down. You can't just slap someone over making a joke. Yes, the joke was a little bit... 
fucking whatever sensitive, but come on. He's a comedian, isn't he? That's what you do. You just get ripped by comedians and you just got to take it, mate. You shouldn't... Violence is never the answer, that, especially in that situation, mate. It's ridiculous. I didn't think I was going to talk about this. Because don't think for one second I haven't got my positive news website up. Because we're going we're gonna to dip in with some positive news about rhinoceroses and blind eels. <laughs> Coming up, we've got... Stories about rhinoceroses, blind eels, and what I've been up to. We're going to do Book Corner, which is now called Movie Club, which is now called I've Been to a Buddhist Retreat Club. We're going to talk about health, fitness, and everything in between. And I hope you enjoy yourselves. I hope this entertains or distracts you a little bit from the the madness that's going on outside. In fact, you know what? I shouldn't have talked about that Will Smith thing, should I? I should have just kept it real. Kept it in this little bubble of stupidity that we've that I've created in my little studio. I'll tell you what's not stupid, and let me tell you this. What <laughs> these I'll recommend to you. And for people who are listening, it's they're called High Five Zero Sugar. And they are these little tablets that you put in water that are sort of sports, makes it into a sports drink, but they're zero calorie, zero sugar. The hydration and the electrolytes that they put back into your body are unreal. And I've just bought myself a shitload of them. <laughs> and I'll leave a link below this video. I'll leave a link below. I'm not, they're not, they're not a sponsor or I don't get anything for it, but I'll leave a link below because let me tell you, as a, Hangover cure as well. Woo. One of the reasons I got them. Bang a, do this, do one of these before you go to bed, and then when you when you get up in the morning, so go out, have your bevs, have one of these before you go to bed to rehydrate, put all your electrolytes back, and have one in the morning, no hangover. Because that's all a hangover is really. It's dehydration. It's your body being dehydrated to the point where your brain shrinks a little bit and. That's why you get them headaches, but these bad boys will negate all that so you can go out and you can drink as much as you like because I've said you can. Don't worry about it. But I haven't been drinking that much, actually. And what I've been doing a lot is sober dating. And if you want to talk about that, we can. And I don't just mean going out on dates with, like, girls or boys or whatever. I mean everything, friends, just everything. Um, went round to my friends for a cup of tea last week. Cup of tea. And I loved it. You know, usually you go around to your friends and you have a few beverages. But I didn't because I don't want everything to become about bevies. Everything it just seems to be about bevies, doesn't it? Well, it does for me anyway. And so I'm trying to just get in touch with what is, what's normal. And if I don't like it because I'm not pissed or I'm not, I've had had a drink, then I don't like it, do I? Then it is boring. So I'm just testing out stuff. So I went round to my friends Louise and Kate and I had a cup of tea and a natter and I loved it. And I left feeling great, absolutely great. And And then on the back of that, Louise was like, oh, I've started going to this 
because I've not seen him for a while. It was a good catch up. She said, I've started going to a Buddhist meetings every Wednesday. And so I was like, well, you know me, <laughs> you tell me. if." And she said it's re- been really good for her mental health and, and everything. She's really got into the meditating side of it and that. And so I was like, anything to do with that, I'm in, I'm all in. So I was like, right, I'll meet you there tomorrow, then we'll do it. So I did. I've been to a Buddhist retreat. We did guided meditation. So I got there and, I mean, I've talked about this. I've just I've just been out camping and made a big video and I've talked about this on that. So I do apologize if it's, you know, you're getting the same stories twice, but you're getting them here first and it'll be different and maybe a bit longer and a bit more real. I'll be a bit more real on here for you. So I got there. And this woman, at least I thought she was a woman. I didn't know whether she was a woman or a man, actually. She was maybe in a, in a mid, mid, mid to late 60s. Very deep voice. And, you know, just looked a bit, a bit overweight and all this sort of stuff. And I judged the book by its cover there. And I really shouldn't have, because later down the line, it turned out this woman, who at first I was like, oh, Everyone just seemed a little bit, <laughs> and I probably do as well, but everyone just seemed a bit bonkers, if I'm honest. <laughs> a little bit, like, a bit uh, out there. But as it went on, so I got there, and I, my mate Louise went there, and so I chatted for a, for a little bit, and then we started off with a guided meditation for half an hour, <sighs> which, in this day and age, with my brain... Sitting still and not oh, for half an hour, I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be ropey." Loved it, absolutely loved it. So it was guided. We did like chanting as well. <laughs> we did all these Buddhist chants as well, mate, and I loved it. Breathing in, breathing out, counting your breath on the way out and the way in, and then he said, "Any intrusive thoughts?" Which I'm riddled with them. He was like, just let them come in, but then just let them drift away on a cloud. And they did. Mad thoughts coming in, mad thoughts going out. But all the while, just focusing on this breath. And that half an hour flew by. Absolutely flew by. I came out of it and I felt great. And in a way, connected to these people that I was with doing it. Because everybody's there for their own thing. Everybody seems to be there to make themselves a better person and to be you know, to heal themselves or just to be an optimised human. So it's such a good thing. Uh, And then we we opened up a discussion and they they said, uh, what's one time you felt um, inferior and what one time you felt superior or something like that? I can't remember what mine were. Having free, oh yeah, have it be, uh, felt superior. It's to other people, yeah, superior to other people or in and inferior. And my one where I felt superior was that I've always owned my own business. I've been, I've worked for myself all, you know, the majority of my adult life. So I've always had that feeling of like, oh, I'm, it's quite good that I'm my own boss. And I think my inferior one was that. I'm a bit thick. 
<laughs> when I hang around with certain people, and I mean, I shouldn't really be doing a podcast and being on like filming myself and that, but I, I mean, I can hold my own and I've got common sense and, a, and a, I've got an opinion and stuff. But when I'm with certain people and certain groups of friends, when things get political or intellectual, I sometimes feel like I'm a bit, I can't handle it, I can't keep up. Braining. I've just don't got the I don't have the tools for it, so I feel a bit inferior there. Now, this carried on and we carried on talking, and the woman that I originally judged unfairly, but that was just me judging. I, like I, I was just working with what I had, shouldn't have done. She turns out it turns out she's really interesting, right? And she used to do ultra marathons. She did an ultra marathon. That ended in Sparta, which sounds fucking cool as shit. And it was over uh, over a hundred miles. And she was telling me this, no, telling us these things. And I was like, oh my God, I've judged you and I feel terrible. You're actually sound as fuck. She was doing all this long distance running to find peace in her mind. It gave her peace. And maybe that's why I've done long distance like marathons and Ironman in the past. And it was like, oh my God, we're kindred spirits. I love it. So I'm going to go again tomorrow. See how we see how we get on. And that was that went on for two hours, and that night I had the I text Louise the next day. I said I, I slept like a baby. It was genuinely the best kip I've had in a long time, in about a year probably. Whether that was to do with I don't know what it was to do with, but maybe it was just shutting my brain off for half an hour. Because this day and age, mate, when you were just filling it with, you've, you've got your phone and you've got your, we've got our screens, you've got all your drinks and your drugs and your sex and your gambling and your eating and your thoughts and your hobbies and your families and your friends and your partners and your little, little, little hungry hippos, whatever. To shut all that off or at least try and shut it all off for that long, I think it maybe just reset my brain a little bit and so... Put me at a level of ease that I've not felt for a long time, and I, I slept, I slept really well anyway on the back of it. So, and I do talk about this on a video that's coming out in the next couple of days. But yeah, if you, if anyone's listening and they've been on the fence about trying meditation, it, you don't have to go to a Buddhist group and talk about stuff and throw yourself in the deep end like I did. You can just download Headspace. And sit and just be mindful for a little bit. Or even just go for a walk. Just go for a walk in woods or whatever it is. And just be in your own thoughts. But just be in your own thoughts without thoughts too much. If that makes sense. Let everything just come naturally. Because I think man's the last generation that didn't have a phone. So like my daughter, she's never going to be sat with her own thoughts. All that generation are never going to have known what it's like to be bored, really, or sat with their own thoughts because you're straight on your blower, aren't you? I mean, you don't even go to the toilet and you don't even sit and have a shit without scrolling through your phone. You can't, there's no respite from it. So that's my respite, my two-hour Buddhist thing. And who knows where it'll lead. I might become enlightened, become a Buddhist, but... I'm enjoying it. That's the main thing, isn't it? Enjoying it. And so, that was another thing. I'm just doing things that aren't revolving around going to boozer. And if I am meeting my mates, I'm having a cup of tea just to see what how it goes. 
And I even went on, I've been on a date, <laughs> sober date. There you go. Went on a sober date um, just for a walk. What about that? Went for a walk around uh, like this stately home <laughs> and, a, and a cup of coffee and then just parted ways. Wholesome as fuck, mate. So wholesome. So then you're not going out, meeting someone, getting pissed, and then like doing stuff and saying stuff that you don't really mean, and then having to like say, oh, you know, it's not for me. You can just go on this walk or go and have a cup of tea, and then just be real. Text them and be like, I'm sorry, it's not for me. You know, wish you all the best. And without any feelings of guilt or any feelings of like, oh, waking up with a hangover like it wasn't cool this isn't for everyone i'm just saying it's just what i'm doing at the moment and i'm just enjoying it i'm enjoying it uh and it's not like i'm not gonna be drinking i do i'll have the odd one here and there and occasionally every few weeks or months i'll have a blowout because i do like a blowout i like to get a bit sloppy and that and just hang out with some friends and get a bit drunk but I'm really feeling the benefits of, uh, of of forcing myself to do stuff that don't revolve around going for a pint. <laughs> On the subject of dates as well, what about, have you ever heard of the ick? You might not have done because it's a new thing in it and I don't know what, things are progressing so fast, mate. Like things become a cliche before they've even started or things become, things get torn down before they've even being put up because of the internet and there's this thing called the ick <laughs> wow so you'll go on a date or you'll meet someone or you'll be with someone and you can get it with friends and whatever and they'll just do something and you'll get this thing called the ick which is basically where you're just like i'm out i can't handle it there's no coming back from it you know example they might in fact i'll give you an example of one that happened to me and I'm sure this person, I'm never going to see her again, so it doesn't really matter. So I, this is a story, this like, it's not a story, but it's just something that happened, it was quite funny. I went on a first date, um, and I met this girl, and uh, we'd literally just met outside this pub in wherever we were. I'm not going to say where and who and all that sort of stuff because because it's not fair, is it? I'm just going to say, went on a date. We met in a in a different city, and no, <laughs> we met outside this pub anyway. And we went in as we were so we'd only said like a couple of words to each other in the flesh, like "Hi, how are you doing? Do you want to go in here? Yeah, let's go and get a drink." And I, so I led the way, and as we were walking through to this bar in this real busy area, I just heard a massive crash behind me. And I don't know how she'd done it. <laughs> there was nothing to trip over. She just stacked it big time, just gone up straight over onto fucking just Bosh. Like she'd been snipered. <laughs> just like she'd been snipered, just went down. I don't know if she was like, well, I, we hadn't had a drink, so I assume she was sober. But she just went down like Bosh in front of all these people, and it was just so like. I mean, I wouldn't have been embarrassed for me for exactly. I, I was, you know, water off a duck's back and all that. But you know, when you can sense someone else's embarrassed, like you feel so embarrassed for their embarrassment. It was one of them because I'm like, oh no, you know that you've just fallen over. I've, you know, we've only known each other five minutes, and you've just fallen over in front of loads of people whilst walking to the bar sober. 
and I feel bad for you and I don't know how to make it better. So I just sort of like brushed it off. But how bad is it that that can give you the ick? So then you can be like, I can't get it out of my head. But what about, you know, do you want to see me again? Well, not really, because what about that time you fell over? <laughs> it's fucked, isn't it? What about that time you fell over? Or someone could just do a, I, I don't know, mate. Someone could just fart or, I mean, like, talk and a bit of food might come out of the mouth and eat you on your face. And that's the ick. You're like, nah, that's it. That's it. I'm emotionally, physically, I'm signed out. I'm gone. It's a crazy old thing, isn't it? Um, but, you know, shout out her. She was lovely, actually. She's really nice, but it doesn't, doesn't work out. Because I need someone who's a little bit more stable than Bambi on ice. That's a joke. Right, what have I been up to, you ask? So, let's run through a few behind-the-scenes of Hayes Outdoors. Before we get into news. I, myself and Joy D, we did do the coastal thing because you'll have seen it because we did a podcast from there didn't we if you've listened to that or watched that and that was ace just to reflect on that what an ace experience that was you know it was work we did have to like plan it and stuff and there was one point we got into this green dragon bottle shop and we were walking past just to check it out and someone came running out of it and recognized us from the internet they were fans of the channel. And so we went and sat with him and his missus. And there was a few other people in there. Had a couple of drinks. And this Green Dragon bottle shop was on the list of places that we were to go anyway off the website. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, drinks started flowing. And then I just got into a rhythm, as you do. And they were like, right, we're going to go somewhere else now. We're going to head off, try and find a pool room and get, you know, get tanked up and that. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I looked over to Joy Dean, who was just shaking his head. No, Paul. He said, no, Paul, we're here to work. Come on, you've, you know, don't ruin it on first, like, literally within two hours of starting the project. I was ready to burn it all to the floor, just for some more yarl. So Joy Dean did a good thing there, and then we left and uh, ended up having a mint cycle ride down these um, old cinder tracks, railway tracks, Having some fish and chips in Robin Hood's Bay. Shout out Robin Hood's Bay. And we got out on the electric bikes. <laughs> oh, Fruit Woods on electric bikes. We've got some amazing drone shots. Uh, we got the drone stuck in a tree. And Joey D heroically climbed up the tree. Knocked down the drone. And I was stood below it. I'd got my hoodie out like on them cartoons where they've they've got like a like a sheet or something to catch a cat. I was doing that and I caught it. Unbelievable techers from both of us. Teamwork, truly making the dream work. And we found some amazing wild swimming spots that without this website and without doing what we did, we would never have found them. On our doorstep where we grew up as well. So that was an absolute bonus. A really, a really cool experience. And when Joe had the camera, there was a couple of moments that happened organically where... I would just talk to someone. I talked to the lady who was running the kipper shop, the Fortunes Kippers, one of the oldest kipper houses in uh, in Britain, at the bottom of the 199 steps in Whitby. Stunning kippers. And I asked if we could have a little look in the where they smoke them and the layer upon layer of this like 
thick black shit all over the place from years of smoking was intense, man. It was insane. Stunning as well. Like just to think the history in it, the absolute history of it. Um, so I had a nice little chat with her and then we nipped into one of my friend's shops and there was a guy in there with a cowboy hat on, all dressed in cowboy garms. So I was like, I just asked him what he was up to. And <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, well, I, want, I once had like a cowboy vest on and someone said they liked it. And so then I just leaned into it and became this cowboy guy. And apparently he's quite the character around town. He's one of them, uh, you know, a lot of small towns and villages and stuff have them, don't they? They're characters. And he's one of them. And I got to talk to him on camera and it all happened organically and Joe filmed it. So that'll be on the final video, which I've got to edit. It's a pain because I've got so much footage to sift through and make into some sort of cognitive, some of the, I don't know, just some sort of video that promotes the area. Um, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's very different to what I've been doing anyway. Different style of video. And I really like it. It's just, it's just getting Joey D, being able to, get him away from Famalam to do these projects where, you know, he can film me and we can just run and gun and interview people. And going off the footage that I captured, it's pretty good and it's something that I really want to do in the future, the end. <laughs> Exploring minds. Why have I put that? Oh, yeah, so that's another video to come. So I've got the, the Joey D coastal trip. We've got, I went out two days ago actually and filmed a nice little wild camp in the Dales, taking the Big Agnes Copper Spur, which I got a footprint for. So that now you can set it up outer first. So if it's raining, you can set it up fly sheet first, then get in, and then you set the inner up. It was a pain in the dick, if I'm honest, but I think it'll get better in time. And I'm loving the Copper Spur. I'm loving it. It's such a good tent. I mean, I talk about all this on the video, but it is, I loved the tent. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And I found uh, the entrance to an old mine and went and explored in this old mine as far as I dared go without any wellies on because it was piss wet through. So I think in the coming weeks, I'm going to go back with wellies or waders on and I'm going to take you with me and we're going to go see how far this mine goes into the into this hill <laughs> it's pretty creepy and it's quite you have to hunch over as you're going in and i filmed it going in and you can see how dark it is and it's pretty eerie um but i feel like going back i feel like going back and just having a little bit of an explore so we might we'll we'll do that at some point that was the next morning i found that and then went on to a series of beautiful waterfalls and had one of the best wild dips i've had in recent memory and it really did reset me. It was, it was a, you know, it, it, this doesn't sound like a long time, but it'd been, it'd been a couple of weeks since I'd been out camping and I needed it and it felt amazing. It felt amazing to be out again. And the often overlooked Yorkshire Dales. The barren. Some people say it's barren because agricultural farming has dictated the landscape and it's pretty much just a sheep pen. <laughs> But it's beautiful. The rolling hills of the Yorkshire Dales, not to be underestimated. Um, 
So here, we're looking at a little bit of news. I wanted just to give a little bit of good news in a world of bad and negative news, or mad news. So I'll just go on to my website, which is the positive.news website. I look on the front page, there's a picture of a rhinoceros. A rhinoceros, no less. Slynoceros. And it's a little article... On rhinoceroses. <laughs> oh. I watched, I watched a video the other day of... Because what I like to watch is... Oh, what YouTube and social media thinks I like to watch because I went through a stage of watching them. So it, the algorithm recommends it to me and now I can't stop. Is animals fighting each other. And I watched a rhinoceros versus a buffalo. I like to say it's a buffalo. Or a bison. Um, and but the rhino had, had its horns chopped off by poachers, and so it couldn't get any. It was annoying me because the rhino would absolutely destroy this bison or buffalo, or whatever. And it was, it was sort of flipping it over and doing it in, but couldn't. It just couldn't get any purchase or do it any proper damage because it didn't have its main weapons. That's like me having having Popeyes tied behind my back. Mind you, I could do a lot of work with nut, with elbow, with, well, knees, groin strikes, all that sort of stuff. First of its kind scheme launched to save rhinos. Brussels offered people 900 euros to ditch their cars and drought-prone African nations got some positive news, plus more. All right, forget that bit. Forget that bit. I'll tell you what I shouldn't do on a podcast and especially after Morning Brew, is read or attempt to read, because I can't do it. I'm shit at it. I get into a flow state where it's like, yeah, I can read. And then I become aware of that I'm reading, and it all goes to shit. And I can't read ahead of myself. And I, I used to do it when I used to read, because I obviously read to your kid, don't you? And so I'd read to Kaya every night. And then I get to the stage where I just have to say, look, sorry, darling, I'm really... I'm not doing this very well, I'm <laughs> you know, like, just stuttering over my words, and I've said this a few times before, it's part of my routine, in fact, when I do my stand-up tour of the UK, this will probably be the only thing I say, is that when I would read Harry Potter, I'd read it, and I wouldn't preempt what was coming, so I'd be like, uh, you know, let, let's get out of here, Harry, squeaked Hermione, or like, hello, let's go, bellowed Hagrid, all them sort of things where I didn't get the right accents or voices, because I like to do my voices when I read to Little and although she, I don't read to her anymore, when I did read to her, I like to do uh, accents and voices, but then I would do wrong ones, wrong people, and if there was a few people having a conversation, my head would just go to shit, and then I think when she got to about six, then she just read to me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I shouldn't really read on the podcast. So apologies for me reading, but I'm going to try and do it. Try and just get, to get the gist of it. I just wanted to give some positive news. Well, let's just basically... Uh, years of poaching have pushed South Africa's black rhinos to the brink. We all know that. And there's a scheme launched by the World Bank. At last. Come on. At last. Because once these things have gone, they've gone, haven't they? Once the black rhino's gone, it's gone. 
So, yes, get involved with it. A bond. The bond will fund rhino protection and investors will get a return on their money if the population grows. Right, so they're making it into like, are we going to, hey, that's a good idea, isn't it? Just turning like wildlife into NFTs or crypto. That's how you do it. You get money behind it. Oh my God, that's a great idea, isn't it? Is that what they're actually doing? No, they're not. Is that my idea now? Have I just got an idea? Oh my God. After five years, they will receive their investment back, which would be covered by donors. If numbers drop, investors may lose their money. Dude, this is insane. So you can invest. So if you're like Barry Big Nuts and you've got loads of, say I'm like an oligarch or whatever, and I've, I want to invest in a species. So you can like take species as stocks and shares. So I can look at my paper and be like, oh, black rhinos are down. Let's lump on. Like I do with crypto. So I'm like, Ethereum's down. Lump on. So I get all my money into black rhinos while they're down. And then I'll do my best to get them back up so that I can cash out again. So there'll be financial reward. And I've always said that about stuff like space travel. Well, I've only said it about space travel, if I'm honest, but you need money, greed, ego, capitalism, all these horrible negative shit things, unfortunately, do drive innovation as far as things like that. So if we can put that into saving black rhinos and different species, uh, put it into saving the environment as well. You know, climate control, you get it, monetize it, mate. Get it NFT'd up to max, non-fungible turtles. Because, you know, non-fungible to- uh, them big tortoises that went out of fashion. <laughs> I mean, extinct. Non-fungible tortoise. Get after it, mate. Right, the next article, sticking with rare animals, it says, a blind eel was found living in the grounds of a school for blind children. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? That's madness. Mind you, it's newsworthy, isn't it? And that is among the new species that scientists introduced to the world this week. Some 212 previously undiscovered freshwater species were unveiled in the New Species 2021 report, released by the conservation-organised Shoal. All right. That's nuts, isn't it? So, okay, there you go. For every rhino that we've lost, we've gained a blind eel. Kind of pointless, isn't it? A blind eel. We'll have it. We'll have it. Anyway, you can't... That's just a bit of nature news. Positive nature news. Can I... I probably need some sort of, like, jingle for that in future, won't I? Oh, there's all sorts on this positive website. It's good. It's good. And it's not sort of, like, just sick, like sickly stuff. It's good. The sexy near future of travel. The plan to bring Hyperloop to our cities. Low-carbon, high-speed hyperloops will reshape cities and change the way we travel. That's a promise. Can they deliver? Incredible. And it's the most futuristic thing. Google it, mate. Google Hyperloop. It's so futuristic. And we're just... It's all going to look like summer off the future, isn't it? Mad Max. Not Mad Max. That's a barren... 
wasteland of a future. Um, what's the other one? Blade Runner. It's going to look like that. Blade Runner. Well, how long we done? Hey, we're flying through it. Right, it's that time in the podcast where I go reload me brew. Bear with me. I'm back. Hello. Check me notes, shall I? Me notes. What have I put in here? <laughs> Even me notes are bonkers, aren't they? Even notes are bonkers. How long we done? 38 minutes. I can't. I shouldn't say that, should I? How long we done? Are we there yet? Are we there? Have we made it? Have we made it? Don't matter, medic. Um, love it. Loving it. Just loving it, mate. Loving it. It's early morning. I do all this sort of stuff. I try anyway. I do it. I, f- I function better of a morning. Needless to say, I've been out and fed me birds and that. And I've been making stuff from her out garden. Because it's that time of year. It's a forager's wet dream this time of year. Everything is coming out, man. The wild garlic and all your garden herbs. All the, like, jack by the hedge. I'm just going to list off a load of stuff that's come up. That's, hey, new, new, new edibles dropped. New edibles just dropped. Um, what else? Oh, my magnolia tree, for anyone who follows me on Instagram and has seen that, I've made pickled magnolia flowers because that's the sort of wholesome, Pinterest-worthy bullshit that I'm up to. Unironically, un- like, that's just how it is. That's how it, I have always been like that, making stuff. Even before we were allowed to show off on Tinternet, I was foraging. And making stuff. But if you've got a magnolia tree in your garden, a lot of people do have them. They're so plentiful, especially the big ones. I've only got a little one in front garden. But especially the big ones, there's so many flowers on them and they drop pretty quickly. So people wouldn't mind if you're just walking around and just, you know, a lot of them will overhang the path so you can grab a few or just knock on someone's door and say, yeah, mate, do you mind if I neck a few of them? Easy told me to make some, to pickle them. You can Google what they are, magnolia flowers. Stunning. Eat them raw or pickle them in a, like a sweetened pickle, which is what I've done. And then it, it's like pickled ginger. A beautiful accompaniment to uh, sushi or any sort of spicy Asian dishes. Uh, I like to have mine with like a nice creamy Yorkshire blue cheese. Um, the acidity... Um, cuts through the creaminess of the cheese wonderfully with a little bit of crunch from a cracker. You, you're in seventh heaven there, guys. You really are. And each flower from each genus of tree tastes differently. So th- there's one over the road from me as well, and I uh, I like to nibble on hers. I like to nibble on her magnolia flower as well. And although she's moving, she's moving. I made her cry. I forgot her name, but she lives over at Road, and I made her cry. Why did you make her cry, Paul? Good question. Because I was in the, there's like, there's some woods and fields, just literally just around corner. And uh, I was out walking with my then girlfriend. And the lady from over the road was walking with her dog, and it was like this young mental dog. And it was just jumping up at us. And I'd had, I had my camera because I was doing some stuff. And it it ripped off the top of me. me they call it a dead mic. Uh, sorry, they call it a dead cat. 
the fluffy thing that protects your microphone on top of your camera. It ripped that off and just like it raved it, spat it out. I was like, oh, fair enough then. I'm not going to like smash your dog's head in for that. I would never smash a dog's head in. I'm not Will Smith. But it then jumped up and went to bite my girlfriend on the face. Like it, well, like I could hear its teeth go, go like that. In like literally inches, centimeters away from her face, trying to bite her face, and I just I lost it a little bit. I were I was like stood in between my girlfriend and dog, and then I just shouted at the owner of the dog. I was like, "Get your fucking dog under control now!" Like really strict, because she had a lead in that, and she just wasn't doing out. And dog was like trying to rave our faces off. So I raised my voice. And sort of, not shout, but I was very stern, like, get your dog under control, whatever. And then her lips started going, and she started crying. And she was she was like, oh, I'm sorry, he's done it before, he did it in park, he did it in park with his kids, I just don't know what to do, I'm really sorry. Like, and I felt absolutely fucking terrible, mate. And, uh, yeah, felt absolutely terrible. And so later on that day, I don't even think it was the next day, it was later on that day, I went and got her some tulips and took it round to house and knocked on the door and her big burly husband danced at the door. I was like, uh, is the lady of the house in? And he just looked at me like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Like this young, this well, not young, but this lad is here with his tulips to see my wife. And then she came out and I gave him to her and she loved it. Says, it's me who made you cry. Me from Avot Road who made you cry. She loved it, and uh, now we've been friends ever since. They're moving out now. They've sold the house. They're moving out. Nothing. It's unrelated. It's nothing to do with me. I've not driven them out. They are moving, but that's our uh, yeah. We formed a little bit of a friendship through it, through making her cry. <sighs> I would have to go back on this podcast. I'd have to rewind it to even th- figure out what I was talking about. Before I went off on that one, because I've lost it, absolutely lost it. I think it was foraging, wasn't it? That time of year, where we can just make, just add it to your um, your shopping. You know what I mean? Like it just adds to your dishes and stuff. Like wild garlic at the moment is so prevalent. It's everywhere. It's everywhere and it's free. So you should really get it into. It. It's good for you. It's free. It's organic. And you look at the the amount that. You know, like Tesco's and all that charge for a bag of salad. You can get to what, mate? You just go and chuck a few dandelion leaves, a few daisies, a, a bit. You can, and people are like, oh, people think it takes a long time to forage all that sort of stuff. I can walk. I can go for like a 10-minute walk from my house, come back with a, you know, bag of stuff. I guess it's just knowledge, so... Mind you, I've got years of knowledge and I know what I'm doing. I don't want you guys making yourselves poorly or just picking up fucking plants from the side of the road all covered in dog piss. Easy said to do it, making yourselves poorly. That's not the way, is it? Right, so what have I got coming up? So that's what I've been up to, I think. that's every, Is that everything? That's everything that I'm willing to talk about on the podcast that I've been up to. So it's been quite a busy... When was the last time I saw you? So it's been quite busy. Been up to all sorts of stuff. I've also been out and uh, cooked that tomahawk steak I showed you. I got a massive tomahawk steak 
from the Dorset Meat Company and I went out and cooked it, mate. And they also sent me some, was it some cheese, some like camembert, and I cooked that and dipped the steak in it. And oh, I put some Tubby Tom's chili-infused honey on the camembert and dipped the steak into that. Damn. That was fire, mate. That was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. So I've got all these videos that are all done, ready, like ready to go. I've got a, I've got my one with Joey D, which is going to be lols. That's a good one. I've got me going out and cooking this tomahawk steak. I've got an almost an hour long video, which I'm going to drop in the next couple of days from my trip to the Yorkshire Dales. So that's three to go. And I've got a tent video where I talk about my top five tents. So we've got four videos all ready to rock and roll. Just need to edit a few of them and get them all finished off. Because I've not put anything out on the YouTube channel for about three weeks. It's been a long time. People have uh, I've already, I've started getting the messages through. Are you all right? Are you okay? Um, which are fine. I don't. I like them ones. It's good. The ones that are a bit annoying are the ones that say, "Come on, put out a video," or with nothing else, no like or thanks or do you mind or whatever. Just giz a vid or come on, hurry up, mate, hurry up with a video. Oh, hey, man, you don't know what's going on in my life. I'm busy. I'm very busy doing stuff, mate. And I'm once they come out, they're coming out. You'll be sick of me. You'll be sick at sight of me. Because this week, actually, I don't know when this podcast is coming out. I'll maybe try and get this out today. Um, but after that, I'm going to start churning out the content, regular content. Hopefully, I'll be still giving you guys stuff on Patreon if, you, if you're listening and watching on Patreon as well. So, up in the workload, but that's how we've got to do it because I'm going to be away for a bit and I want to just get as much content done as I can before I go away. I'm not going to prison, although it just sounded like it when I said that then, didn't it? Before I get sent away, I'd like to give you some content. Before I do my nine-month stretch... Nine-month stretch, why are you getting sent down? Probably for wearing these cargo shorts with these yellow hiking boots on that I had on the other day, mate, because that was a crime to fashion, to anything. Cargo, Dad's cargo shorts, bright yellow um, trail running shoes. Fucking hell, mate. There you go, ladies. Form an orderly queue. No fighting. <laughs> Here we go. Right, okay then. So I think we're going to wrap that up. I'm not good at... I can never do um, anything too long when it comes to podcasts. And I salute everyone who does. Especially solo ones. My mate Matt Morgan. Matty Morgs. Shout out Matty Morgs. He does them. He does two hours solo. Unbelievable techers for that. I'd have a meltdown, mate. It's too much. It's too long. I just waffle on about absolutely now. So he does well to do that. I'd rather just keep man, keep man punchy and uh, then I'm out of here. So it's always going to be, it's never going to be more than an hour long when they're solo ones. But we can probably stretch it out a little bit if we're doing guests. I keep talking about getting guests on, don't I? Where are, where are they then? Why are you talking a good game? Where are these guests? They're coming, mate. I tell you, they're coming. I've just got, you know, 
I'm just working on a few things. It's hard. I'm juggling. I'm spinning plates. I will be getting guests. Either in here. Imagine that. Imagine just someone else sat there next to me in the studio. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? You get so used to just seeing me here, and there's like, who'd be there? Someone else. Earth from Ovett Road. So, what about that time I made you cry? <laughs> oh, poor Dorit. She was in that... She was, uh, she just, she was just exasperated with it. I think naughty dog, but also on the back of it, she sent her dog to. Um, so there's a village hall uh, of it away from me, and they do <laughs> once a week. They do a dog training course, and I know this because I watched them out of Kaya's bedroom window because it's interesting to watch all these dogs and owners getting up to what they get up to, and I went to watch the dog show one week and. She was there with her dog. And I thought, do you know what? I've probably made that happen. She's probably getting that dog sorted out on the back of me, giving her a stern talking to, <laughs> making her cry. So, sorry about that. I did get you some tulips, though, so we're even. We're even. I think we're going to wrap it up, mate. I've had a good time. Been nice to talk to you. Oh, me back. What have I got coming up? Well, nothing, really, because I've got... I've got enough content and, and videos and work coming out of my I've got work coming out of my ass, mate. I've got loads on. And I'm trying not to plan too far in the future because I just, that, you know, then I can't have spontaneity in my life and that crushes me. But I do have certain things planned. I've got a trip with Matt Morgan and his brother-in-law planned for... Whether this happens or not, I don't know because we're notorious for things not happening. But that is in my May. Why have I got gin London? Oh, gig London. Right, gig in London. Right, camping with Matt in May. So we've got that in May to come. And we've got my long distance hikes are going to be starting soon. And once they start, that's it. We're going. We're going in. We're going in. I'm just reluctant to start them yet because I need to get all my shit done. And I can't just head off gallivanting around the, the, the UK without sorting all my other stuff out first. Got to prioritise stuff, mate. Got to juggle everything. Um, and then when I do do that, I'll have to think about getting you guys some podcasts out and that. Anyway, that's all for me to think about, isn't it? But the weather's better, isn't it? So we're going to be doing a lot more wild camping and more stuff in the mountains. Who knows? Whatever, mate. Might just become a full-time landscaper. My dad's got COVID. My dad's got COVID. This just just this just in. My dad's got COVID. <laughs> Good on you, kiddo. I hope he doesn't fucking perish. Cause you know. He's no spring chicken. Oh he's sixty. He's maybe sixty-seven, he's an odd man. So prime candidate. He's a bit of a wizard. He likes his booze. <laughs> No, don't die, obviously. And also, so that's my dad got it, and my daughter's got it as well. You know what I mean? When you think about, you think that it's gone. You see, you just watch the news, and you've seen celebrities smashing each other around grill, and things about the war, and you just forget that COVID just out there ravaging people. But they seem fine. Like Kaya was fine. I'm gonna give my dad a ring now. Should we ring him on podcast? No, I'll. Do you know what I will do? I'll ring him near the end of the podcast, just in case he says out mental. 
just in case he says out crazy, you don't want to get your dad cancelled, do you? You don't want to cancel your own dad. And <laughs> cancel him from what? He's retired, isn't he? Canceling him, canceling him from going on holiday to Tenerife. No, you're not coming in because you said that mad thing on the podcast that one time. That podcast that goes out to eight people online, you said that mad thing, so now you can't come on holiday. Right, we've got to the stage where I'm talking absolute shit. So let's wrap this bitch up. Now, as you know, I like my poems, and I do like to end on one, but... Right, how do I find the message? Do you know what? It's hard to find messages on Instagram. They need to sort that out because when you get a lot of them, the ones get pushed down, you can't find them anymore. But Rachel Gillies has sent me a poem on Instagram, but it's too long, mate. It's a beautiful poem, but it's just a little bit too long. I don't want me, I don't want to just take up too much time doing poems at end, I don't think. Um, because it's just a little bit too much for me. It's a poem, but it's a poem by Bridget Anna McNeil. So if you want to go check it out by Bridget Anna McNeil, it starts when the human world feels heavy. Should we just read it? Fuck it. When the human world feels heavy, take yourself to... Right, and also, when you remember what I was talking about earlier about me not being able to read? This is going to fucking do me because I can't read and I'm... This is it. It's real long, so I'll just absolutely cack it, won't I? But here we go. Right, here we go again. I'm going to choose this again because I made an absolute pig's cock of that. Right. Please, everyone, don't start sending poems in all the time because I can't do it. I want to do the... I like, search out my own ones because I want to... All right, my battery's going on here. Fuck all that, right? Let's do it. Rachel Gillies, thanks for sending it in. It's one of them poems that don't rhyme. It's just, like, a beautiful, like, the words are nice. Um, And it's poignant because it's a lot of, like, foraging and things that are wild. So let's just get into this. It's quite long, so I do apologise. If you're not into this sort of stuff, you can turn it off and see you next week. Bye. (coughs) And this is by... uh, by Bright Bridget Anna McNeil. Oh, we're we're against the clock because the red thing's flashing on there, so this is going to stress me out. Here we go. Relax. Come on. When the human world feels heavy, take yourself to the homely arms of oak, into the whispers of the ocean, and find the call of bird. Let new languages, new sounds, new meanings fill your bones. Let the beauty of this more than human world settle your frightened heart. Let your wider community show you, strengthen you. Let them tell you stories of wilderness that is seeded from the darkness. Find the white of blackthorn blossom amidst the bare spaces, the gold of calendine and the song of the bee. Let rose and hawthorn hold your heart. Let nettle strengthen your resolve. Find the verdant seedlings growing from death. The young elder birthed from breaking. Watch how the little alchemists and insects, the fungi and the worms, eat shit and turn it into gold. You are more than stagnant human in concrete and chaos. You are wild, wise and enslued. Let yourself remember. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on Patreon, thanks for listening. If it's just in your luggles, ooey. 
I'll see you soon. Take care of yourselves. Much love. Goodbye.